one bleeds red and one bleeds blue. Two friends, one heated rival. It's intense. It's no holds barred. It's game time. On Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio with your host Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Scott and Mike and their versatility bring new light to many topics in and out of the world of fantasy sports. Guests can reach the show by calling 347-324-5404. Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. Let's hope they're still friends afterwards. Here they are, Scott and Mike. <laughs> it is the Red versus Blue show. We are back and hopefully uh, better than ever. I'm Scott Atkins, Team Legacy in the world of high-stakes fantasy football. As always, joined by the Big Blue co-host from Brandenburg, Kentucky, making his 2014 debut, Mr. Michael Trent. Mikey, uh, welcome to week three in the National Football League. We're going to start things up. we got a rally chat room already of the of the Red versus Blue regulars, no promotion of this show tonight. If you found Red versus Blue, you you came because you knew what was going to happen. What's going on, buddy? Hey, man, good to hear your voice, Scott. Uh, hey, I tell you what, it's great to be back on, man. After uh, three or four weeks, uh, you know, we've been off, and I know you've been uh, you've been tremendously busy and uh, getting things uh, taken care of. Uh, but uh, hey, things are going good. Uh, we're just. Uh, about ready to ramp it up for uh, week three, man. And there's a lot of stuff going on, but we're going to start off with a question for the chat room. Everybody at home listening, also feel free to email the show. Uh, you can email me scott at fftoolbox.com, scott at scout.com. Uh, listen, the question is: if your guy doesn't submit his lineup, <laughs> if your guy doesn't submit his lineup in the uh, in in your home league, what do you do? Do you get him all zeros? Does he get all zeros? What do you, what do you do in that situation? Uh, I think text us in the chat room. Mike, go ahead. I know I want to hear your thoughts. I think that should be an A, B, maybe even a C uh, answer. Uh, in your home league, if your guy does not submit a lineup, week one, does he A get a zero? Week one. Yeah. Yes, week one. Week one. A get a zero. B get uh, the bottom line points out of uh, say your. His quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, yeah. or C get kicked out of the league. <laughs> That's an option. <laughs> he could, you could get kicked out of the league. No, for real. Uh, week one was a very week. busy weekend, and I was lucky to survive being in Las Vegas with Tommy G, uh, Doctor Roto, my wife, all the gang. Uh, we were on the strip early into the morning on on the wee hours of the morning in Las Vegas, and we're here, though. We, we are here. We made it back in one piece. We're fully recovered. Uh, but, yeah, missed a couple of lineups in that league. And, you know, I just thought the crappy MFL software that it is, that it would at least give you a lineup, right, uh, no. give you something, you know. But, no, no. Uh, unfortunately, no. I got a zero. And, you know what, that's fine. I'm gonna, I'll come back, and I'll just grind my way back into the league. And I'm now one and one, right? It only took me one way. Well, you're, I'm back you're, to tied with you. Uh and and I might even have more points than you now after two weeks. I don't know. Am I? Am no, I, am, no, 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 not even close. But, uh, you know, I mean, that's nice that you said that. But, uh, no, you're not even close. Uh, but you did battle back. Okay. Code Cracker says, local league, egg is house. That's what you get. Um, Henry Muto <laughs> like says, uh, yeah, Henry Muto says that uh, you should draft the um, – it should give you the, the, the starters in the order that you draft them, right? Your first quarterback drafted, your first couple running backs drafted, that kind of thing. Uh, Henry Muto also says, I always set my lineup as soon as all my drafts are done. Well, yeah, but this one, they only draft 16 rounds, and they don't make you draft a kicker or a defense. And so then when you – additionally, when you miss the waiver period and the commissioner is so lazy that he doesn't turn on the first come, first serve order, you know, the waiver time, like when he's supposed to – then you log on, you're like, oh, I'm going to pick up a kick, and you can't. You know, that's what happened. But anyway, we won't, we won't harp on old wounds. But I'll just grind my way back. Uh, and, you know, look, I did have my lineups in the oh. NFFC. I did have my lineups in my FFPC Dynasty. And for everybody that's playing in the Roto Bowl and the World Championships, we automatically put a lineup in there for you. That's what, that's what a good commissioner does, right? 
we we automatically put a lineup in there for you. So uh, anyway, things are running wild at the Fantasy Football World Championships at Roto Bowl, the Dynasty Football World Championship. Mike, I think you're a part of all this kind of stuff. Uh, the 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 contests are going great. Waivers, everybody's been raving about how easy the waivers are to process, how quickly they now process after our first waiver uh, snafu of the year. We kind of made sure that those were going to run smooth. It took us a little bit longer, but after that, they've been processing in like a minute's time. Uh, but the waivers take very little time. Your lineups, you have a My Lineups page now. If you, multi, if you manage multiple teams, you can manage them all from one page. And then we have a My Teams page for Sunday in the live scoring. So everything seems to be going really well. We're moving into week three, and there are so many injuries to talk about. We brought in the fantasy exec, Corey Parson, to talk with us today uh, to talk about Red Sunday from last week. Mike, it was a total bloodbath of injuries. Yeah, it was. You know, one after another uh, just went down. But, you know, we shouldn't be surprised at that, Scott. Uh, It happens uh, year after year. Maybe not necessarily in week one, but especially starting in week two. And uh, don't be surprised to see uh, more and more uh, this coming week. I mean, it it just happens, and you have to be ready for them. Yeah, uh, Henry's talking about the, the My Lineups page. You can definitely use your browser search if you have all your leagues up on your My Lineups page, and then you can do a search, Peterson, boom, it'll find all your Petersons there for you. You can drop them out and put, put Matt Asiata in. By the way, just to recap everybody at home, in the NFFC, I went for it all. I bid $769 on Matt Asiata. The team that I have is absolutely dominant. I love my team with Julio, Alshon, Emmanuel Sanders, Crabtree, DeAndre Hopkins, Jordan Cameron Roto. Uh, the team is solid. It has Arian Foster, and it lost Ryan Matthews, and I'm sitting on a ton of, like, handcuffed running backs, right, with the Carlos Hydes and the Devontae Freemans and all these guys just waiting for an injury. I had Jarek McKinnon. I decided to go for it with Asiata. I bid 769 The second highest bid was 669 I love doing that. I love winning a close waiver wire. It wasn't real close. I mean, there was 100 yeah. bucks there. Seven sixty nine, next highest bid six sixty nine. You got to feel pretty good about that, right? I mean, it's a hundred bucks, but you got to feel pretty good about that. That's a victory. Yeah, you know what? And uh, you know, it's spending a lot of money, but you, you got to go ahead and do it at that point in time. And uh, like you said, you you spent a hundred dollars over your next closest bid, but uh, you know, I, I, that's still that's still winning the bid, winning your guy, and uh, plus he uh, showed up nice. I was I was a little worried. I was in the 650 or 700 range at first, and I could have won it, but I also could have lost it if I had been at the low end of that 650. So I just went ahead and bumped it up. You know, you know how you do that. Sometimes you play around with your waivers all the way up until the very last minute, and you'll go from 600, damn it, and 650. I'm going to go to yep. 700. 700 is not a round number. Somebody might tie that. I'll go 710. No, 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 711. Okay, 711. I got you know. No, 711 is too lucky of a number. It's a popular number. I better go about 716. Okay, 716 done. You know. Yeah. Uh, and, and it just kind of goes like that, and then you and then you figure out how close you are, right? So a hundred bucks, not a big deal. I'll take that. I got Matt Asiata, and that's uh, will he save my fantasy season? No, but on this team with those no. kinds of receivers and tight ends, I just need somebody to hold the fort down, and I think Asiata could be that guy. Yeah, you know, it's funny when you're talking about waiver numbers and how everyone uses them. Uh, you know, I myself, I'm I'm stuck on a uh, seven or an eight. Because I'm I'm thinking, okay, well somebody's gonna go seven fifteen or, or five fifteen or three fifteen. Well let me bump it up two because I'm thinking the guy behind me is gonna go up one. So yeah. <laughs> if that makes any sense at all, you know, use some odd numbers in waiver wires because, you know, you might steal a guy for a dollar more than what the guy thought that he was stealing for. Three four seven three two four five four zero four is the number. This is uh, the Red versus Blue show. We pioneered the high stakes fantasy football industry on the radio. We were doing the live podcasts and the live drafts, bringing you all the action from the, the original WCOF, and then we moved to the FFPC and NFFC, uh, and now we're doing everything for the FFWC since we're part of ScoutFantasy.com now. I just put a link in the chat room to the FF Toolbox player dashboard. The reason why I did that is because if you're in your dashboard, you can access all of our tools, right? Uh, We have the Ask Max tool, the Snaps tool, the Heat Map, and the Defense tool. All of these tools are, are just excellent when it comes time to the crucial who do I start decisions, 
We built these things for a reason so that you could analyze certain characteristics about the players you're thinking about. For example, Vernon Davis, right? He's questionable. He didn't practice. Very likely that he's not going to play. Vance McDonald also has been dinged up. And you want to take a look at the snaps. So you can go to the snaps report, customize it for San Francisco, customize it for week two and the tight end position and do a, do a search. And you'll quickly see the total number of snaps for Vernon Davis, Vance McDonald, Derek Carrier, and a guy named Kyle Nelson, right? Uh, but not only the total snaps, because a lot of, t- a lot of people have the, the snap information, but you want to get a little bit detailed, right? Go into the next category, the offensive snaps, defensive special teams, and ball touches. So these are, diff- these are how they're involved in the play. If you didn't get to watch the game, you need to rely on some statistics to tell you what's going to happen with that. Now, am I telling you to go out and research and go, go grab Derek Carrier? No. But what I am suggesting is that he had 39 total snaps. 19 of those were offensive, 20 of those somehow were special teams. But this is the kind of information you can pull from that. Remember last year when we were trying to figure out Dwayne Allen, Kobe Fleener in the preseason and looking at things like that, trying to figure out who's going to be on the field more than Dwayne Allen got hurt. But the, the point is there's lots of situations that you can figure out. Who's the number three over here? What's going to happen in Washington if Deshaun Jackson is out? Is Andre Roberts going to get the nod? Uh, which tight end is going to step up in the wake of an injury to, you know, uh, um, Jordan Reed. We know now, Niles Paul, the snap count would have told you that if you weren't able to see the game or the statistics to back it up. The snaps are a little bit of a deeper level uh, for you to to take a look at. Then we have the heat map. The heat map is fascinating uh, to me to find out what kind of routes people are running, what kind of passes the guys are throwing, where are the guys catching it. It kind of lets you know who's a big play guy, uh, who's getting thrown too deep? What kind of runs are they running? Are they running to the left? They running to the right? You can also find out about Richard Sherman. Where is he lining up? Everybody knows by now he's lining up on one side of the field and he doesn't move. Uh, lots of different things can be pulled from the heat map. And then finally, the defensive tool. The defensive tables are just real ridiculous what you can learn about who is doing well against number one receivers, who's doing well against number two wide receivers. You can find out which defenses have a weakness at a certain position. So you can, you can see that, you know what, they lock down the number one really well, but maybe they have a weakness to the number two. You'll see stats for certain teams that develop throughout the year. If it was anything like last year, some teams were, you know, dominant against the number ones, and really weak against the number twos, or maybe really tough against the number twos and really weak against the number threes. You can use this information as the season progresses to help you make your line of decisions. So, again, give it some more time to build. Right now it's early, but these tools will be beneficial to you. I can guarantee it, Mike. Yeah, exactly. You know, whatever it takes to uh, just grab that extra edge. You know, it could be that extra, uh, extra two, three, four points that if you would have started player A versus B, that could uh, that could get you that win and those two three four extra points that could propel you into the uh, playoffs down the road. Oh, we got the with the, got the gang in the chat room. BSOL Code Cracker Henry Muto IPS Driver. Good to see you guys in the chat room. It's been too long. Uh, we do have Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, coming on. If you're not watching what's going on at Scout Fantasy. Uh, you need to check it out. Go to scoutfantasy.com. The content is ridiculously uh, well uh, improved uh, from years past. We've really improved and ramped up our team. We brought in Tommy G, the best daily fantasy player in the world. Last night for HBO was at the house uh, recording, and he popped uh, daily baseball for 25 dimes, right, 25 grand. Definitely uh, somebody that – Look, if you want to move yourself from the casual daily gamer, the guy that's going in and trying to take a shot and trying to win a ticket or trying to catch on a big uh, GPP, if you want to be a guy that moves from doing that to actually making money week in and week out and actually withdrawing money instead of depositing, Tommy G is the reason why we brought him here to teach you how to do it, to move you, to give you the techniques and the winning strategies that he's been using since this thing started, to turn profits. For example, if you read the article, he talks about fading the Thursday night games for the most part, but not this past Thursday. A lot of the players like to get in on that Thursday game so they have some action, right? So a a lot of the veteran daily players make their living and make their hay on the Thursday guys, guys that want to jump in and play daily, and they put in a lineup for Thursday just to have some action. So he advises 
actually creating a team, entering a Thursday contest, Thursday, Sunday, but not using many of the Thursday players. Let them go hog wild on the Thursday players and – So basically, letting uh... go ahead, Mike. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry, I lost it there for a second, Scott. So uh, you know, just kind of letting those guys uh, do what they will. Like uh, last night, man, Julio went off. I mean, Julio and Matt Ryan just yeah. had all oh, kinds yeah. of fun. So, oh yeah. Yeah, last night was not that night, right? But it's traditionally there's techniques that are utilized by the veterans and their well-known tips and secrets, to be honest. And we've brought da- daily, uh, the daily expert Tommy G to help you win yeah. in daily. We've also recruited, everybody knows, that Dr. Roto joined the Scout Fantasy team. He's the one that's providing the uh, casual information for all of the fantasy fans at home, the starts, sits, and sleepers. Every single week, the Roto Visionary style. Uh, awesome, awesome professional. We love having Dr. Roto on the team. And look, the information may not be as detailed as some of our high stakes players need it, but for the masses at home, definitely a step in the right direction for them at home. We love having Dr. Roto there. Cool. And then, if you've noticed, the two big hires that we made just this past week Liz Loza, the FF girl, and Pilar Lostra, uh, two uh, gals that are going to be doing uh, lots of interviews uh, for Scout Fantasy inside the locker rooms all around the country. Uh, it's going to be something that we're, we're really priding ourselves on because we have the access to the locker rooms all around the country at the college campuses and the pro, and the pro teams, getting in there, finding out what's going on on game day, on injury day, on Sunday lineup day when you need it the most. Uh, some live blogs are going to start happening. The Scout Wire is going to be coming soon, which is going to be a place for you to actually check out and bookmark on Sunday mornings and find out what the insiders are saying about each and every team, about the injuries, so you know what to expect from a Matt Asiata before it happens, right? That's what you want. You, wanna, you don't want to have – you want to take as few risks as possible, and why not take the advice from guys that are inside the locker room that have the head coaches on speed dial – that's why they're with Scout. That's why they run the team pages that they do, because they have that kind of access. You know Jody Demling from Louisville, man, from the Courier-Journal. That's why he runs the Louisville yeah. page, right? Because he, is, right. he has Rick Pitino on speed dial. And if anything we need to know about the Louisville Cardinals, he'll be there for us. And it's like that all around the country. So definitely take advantage of everything at Scout Fantasy. There's a special that expires on Sunday night. I'll just tell you it's Fantasy Four. And it's seven ninety five. You get four. And a lot of people don't know this. They're going to Scout Fantasy and signing up without the code, which is the only reason I'm telling you. Uh, Fantasy four. You use Fantasy four, the code, and you will get uh, four months for the price of one. It'll take care of you for the entire season. You'll have access to everything we're doing on the premium side. You'll have access to all the expert forums. You go to scoutfantasy.com, sign up for the one month option, and then you'll get four months for the price of one. And it take care of you for the whole year for seven ninety five. It's pretty cool. And that offer does expire on Sunday, so I wanted to make sure I told you that. Uh, Mikey, let's bring in uh, our guest for this evening. It's the fantasy executive, Corey Parson. After Red Monday, exec, I know that the fantasy mailbag, the fantasy executive mailbag, was full of mail uh, trying to, to figure out what to make of Red Sunday. What did you make of Red Sunday? So, what's going on? What's up? What's up, Scott? What's going on, Trent? Haven't talked to y'all hey, what's going on, Corey? I don't think we've spoke since I've been a part of the family on Red versus Blue. But um, I tell you what, I spoke to a couple doctors this week. You also got the exclusive up there um, to take over the special edition, the Red Monday special report available for download, too. And spoke to a doctor, and, you know, we both agreed. Never seen anything like it, Scott. And since as long as I've been playing fantasy football, never seen a Sunday where not only do you got stars going down, but you got multiple stars going down, and they're giving you zeros. I mean, Jamal Charles was a zero. AJ Green, a zero. You know, Mark, they don't got to play the full game, but, you know, guys are giving you zeros. It just was a tough, tough Sunday to get past. You look across the board, scores were, scores were lower all across the industry, so definitely something rough, and hopefully we got a nice Sunday coming up to bounce back from that. Yeah, it's uh, it's something that has to happen, right? Corey Parson, the fantasy executive. If you uh, if you didn't know, Corey, uh, uh, scout fantasy. Well, he's still doing all the great things uh, on Sirius XM Fantasy Channel. 
and for the Roto Expert guys, it's all, all the work you're doing with Nando. Fun, fun stuff to listen to in the mornings. you got to be a serious XM Fantasy subscriber by now. Scout Fantasy is about ready to get uh, something going on Sirius XM, so that will be fun as well. Uh, Corey does host the takeover on Wednesday nights. Uh, is that 8 o'clock now? Did you move that, that time now? Is 8 o'clock Eastern? Yeah, 8 o'clock Eastern time, right before fab, right before you get your uh, – Right before, matter of fact, you can listen as you're getting your, your SFWC, your Roto Bowl, whatever the case is, as you get ready to put your fab bids in. Me and Chris McCarroll are on the air, more or less, you know, getting oh. you ready to, you know, getting you ready to make those fab bids, and also going through some of the latest topics in fantasy football. It's been a ton of fun so far. Oh, dude, Mike, we've been waiting right. for something on Wednesday night right. to help out with waivers. That's it. Take over the That's show. It. I gotta run real quick. Take over the show for a minute. Go ahead. Yeah, that's it. You know, that's that's perfect because uh you know, most waivers uh happen on Wednesday night at uh nine or ten Eastern time. So uh you know, Corey, what time's that show again? It comes on at eight o'clock on Wednesday night, so I gotta do my waiver before the show. You know what I mean? Because by the time we get off the air, Mike, it's you know, it's locked and loaded and the 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 waiver's getting ready to run and they run it, you know, a little after nine promptly. So I had a pretty decent week on the wire this week. I was all about Kirk Cousins, but I tell you what, Mike, I've never seen a quarterback really go for this price off the wire. I was putting in bids in the mid-100s to low-100s. I'm talking about he was going for 260, 270. A lot of fantasy owners in the high-stakes community really getting behind Kirk Cousins. Wow, that, you know, that is that is pretty high. But uh, then again, you know, uh, Kirk Cousins, I mean, he's he's proven. I mean, even though, you know, he wasn't the, quote, starter coming into the year, I mean, he's been a definite proven quarterback in the NFL. It'll be what interesting like to see him. if Kirk – Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Back? Go ahead. Okay, there you go. <clears throat> Scott, no, no, you, go no, you know, sometimes, sometimes we have technical difficulties and we need the wife to help us out here at the home studio. Thank you, honey. Uh-huh. Uh, we, <laughs> hi, we Aaron. Have, we have some <laughs> – they, they're saying hi, Aaron. Hi. Um, there were there were some interesting bids tonight. There wasn't a lot of action in the FFWC waivers tonight. Usually, you know, last Friday, oh my gosh, it was the most the most tumultuous start to a season of Fab that I ever remember. It started with the Josh Gordon stuff and continued on week two with the Adrian Peterson stuff. I mean, that has never happened before where you've had two such high profile situations completely wreck your Fab and not knowing exactly what to do. Uh, Corey, how did you? Uh, Corey, you there? With a certain percentage, a certain percentage of their teams. Well, basically, I uh, cut out on me for a second, so I couldn't really hear the whole question. But basically, what I the way the way I looked at it this week, and more or less the way I look at it every week, I'm a dollar make your holler guy. Now, and sometimes you do got to pay up and dig in your wallet and go ahead and pull it out. If you lost to Charles, if you if you lost to Ingram and didn't have Robinson on your team, or you know you lost to Moreno, and well, Lamar Miller's not on Fab in the league that we play for. But, yeah, the yeah. week before, I was all on Bobby Rainey. This week, I was all over Damian Williams. Like I was telling Michael Trent earlier, I was definitely trying to get some of those shares of Kirk Cousins, especially in the leagues where I have Tony Romo. I don't think Romo's right. So I was just shocked at how, you know, the quarterback, the good for the quarterback were high, especially for early in the season. Still got guys like Mike Glenn and Blake Bortles yet to come off the wire. But Cousins is the real deal. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Cousins supporter. Even as a Cowboy fan, I look at a guy – that can run Gruden system. He's seen the red rifle last year. Andy Dalton throw 33 touchdowns in that system. Cousins with those weapons, you know, if you got a deficiency at quarterback, or even if you want to keep him from somebody else, Kirk Cousins could very well be this season. Nick Foles also had a couple situations. Like I said, Damian Williams, the guy I was targeting, Jeremy Curley um, is a guy that I think can have some PPR value, especially with Eric Decker's hamstring being kind of tricky right now. And um, you know, players like that. Wasn't spending the big bucks for the Muhammad News or the Nile Davis. For the most part, I don't have any of those shares of Jamal Charles anyway. So the way I look at it, if you need to pay up, if you are a Charles owner and you came out the draft without Davis, well, that was silly of you because now you got to go in your wallet. You know, so if yep. you were a, a Ingram owner and you didn't have Kyrie Robinson, now you got to go inside the wallet and so on and so forth. So basically, I try to play it down and try to get guys a week ahead. You know what I mean? Yep. Right, right. And and basically also, Corey, is uh, what you're saying is 
that's how that's how come we have twenty round drafts. That that uh, round fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. That's what you use them for is to quote handcuff. Yeah, you know, and 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 try to stay ahead. I mean, it's probably a little bit too early now, but you you never know. We could be in a situation next week where you see Damian Williams is a guy that's going for six, seven hundred dollars, and I got him this week for thirty five. So I'm pretty happy about that. We have to look ahead and spin the waiver wire forward. Um, so that's basically how I handled my waiver situation. You know, just starting from playing in the Roto Bowl last year, getting Keenan Allen the week before for one on one, the week yeah. after he was gone for six, seven hundred dollars. Let's talk about somebody that nobody's talking about, uh, Zach. Let's let's talk about. I, I I know the fantasy mailbag was interesting, and we're going to talk about the fantasy executive mailbag here in a minute. Let's talk about somebody that I really hear nobody talking about. And it's the Jacksonville wide receiver situation. Allen Robinson uh, catches four balls for 75 yards in a blowout, uh, you know, against Washington. But they also, uh, you know, they threw to him. And so it's it's been the guy that we've been kind of waiting for when Hearns kind of stepped up and was like, oh, who's Hearns, you know? And then all of a sudden, you know, we saw him in the offseason. And then he continued in week one. And everybody's like, hey, let's take a look. And Allen Hearns still led the team in snaps last week at 48 snaps. Marquise Lee with 37. Allen Robinson with 30, Mike Brown a distant fourth with 16. Uh, I did see Allen Robinson picked up a little bit uh, tonight and, and on Wednesday. What do you think of that situation there? I mean, it, it kind of reminds me, kind of tied into the situation last night with Bob Rainey. And Rainey going into the night with like a must start. And, you know, the, the Twitter the Twitterverse blew up last night with these everybody, all these experts are talking about Bobby Rainey as a must start. And Rainey comes out and he does this, but at the end of the night in a PPR, Bob Randy gave you 15 points. Those points came in garbage time. Jacksonville Jaguars are going to be behind in a lot of games. They're going to be passing the football. In a PPR, garbage time points do count. So, Robinson is in line as for a guy that can pick up some garbage time points as a wide receiver three or fours. I mean, you could be looking at double-digit points every single week and guys like that playing perfectly to the Roto Bowl FFWC style format of play because that dual flex sometimes is very difficult to find an extra player to put in there, especially in the PPR. And Robinson is a guy that could fit that role. Kind of like Cecil Short from a couple of years ago. We saw a little bit, Mike, of Alfred Blue uh, bids this week uh, with, with the, the amount of snaps that he's uh, getting in that situation. We thought that maybe Grimes might be the guy uh, in the preseason, but um, it looks like Alfred Blue might be the guy to get those, uh, get those uh, carries and, and, and possible work with an injury. Uh, Blue had 29 snaps. 13 of those were the offensive snaps to Jonathan Grimes, six offensive snaps. So, Mike, uh, what do you think about Alfred Blue, considering that Arian Foster is like a cracked eggshell, you know? Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's kind of scary right now because they really wanted to uh, use Arian Foster as much as possible. Uh, but now with the uh, possible hamstring, which, you know, I think will be fine this week, but that doesn't mean anything. I mean, this guy could go down in the uh, third, fourth carry. Uh, Blue, Blue is taking it over. Uh, I love Grimes, uh, you know, back in August. But uh, right now, uh, I think Blue might be a guy that uh, you might want to think about. But, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens with uh, what happens with Foster because, uh, you know, they, they've given him the ball a lot so far to begin the year. So, uh you know, I, I still think uh, Blue's going to be there with him, but uh, I'm going to go with Foster for as much as possible and uh, just kind of wait on Grimes. This is the Red versus Blue Show, 347-324-5404. Scott Atkins, Michael Trent, and the special guest of this evening, one of the newest members to ScoutFantasy.com, Corey Parson, hosts the takeover on Wednesday nights at 8 o'clock to help you with your fab and your blind bidding, a show you definitely can't miss now. I mean, we've all in the high stakes community been wanting something to help us with our last hour blind bidding. And so we're at our computer. It's a must show uh, that you will get reminded of on Wednesday this week. One of the things that makes the FFWC unique exec is that you can bid on Friday on the players that played on Thursday. So voila, uh, what happened on Thursday? Devin Hester happened, and sure enough, we start seeing mad bids on Devin Hester. I'm looking at a $525 bid right here last uh, just, a, just a few minutes ago on Devin Hester. I'm seeing several hundred and something dollar bids. I see a $200 bid, $59 bids. 
Devin Hester, again, FFWC, you can bid on Thursday night players on Friday. Uh, that's why you. Uh, that's why that's one of the interesting twists of the FFWC. So talk about Devin Hester and what he did last night and what he might do the rest of the year, especially if Roddy sits. I mean, the thing about it is exactly that. But you know, Harry Douglas still in town, veteran wide receiver in that in that offense. Of course, Matt Ryan comfortable with him. I give Harry Douglas a little bit of bump as far as what he can do on the field. We saw him in fantasy on his last season, but the game changer for Hester is the addition of performance points in FFWC League this year. So now those special teams play that you get from Hester, you get the six points from that, and that could be a game changer, especially going down the stretch. Big-time playmaker like that, always been very inconsistent for fantasy. Not a guy that fantasy owners ever really looked at, blazing speed, but can't really catch. But, you know, with performance points, you know, he has become more and more fantasy relevant. And he does seem like he's getting more involved in the passing game out there in Atlanta. Matt Ryan's been blind for a big season, so – I definitely think that, um, you know, Hester is worth a couple, you know, I, I, I don't think Devin Hester has the skill set for me to spend $200 on Fab. Okay, I'm going to tell you the truth. He does not have the skill set for that. He's an exciting athlete. He's an exciting player. He has some potential when you get to the performance point. I'd rather see my money on a different wide receiver. Like I say, I'm about a low-dollar bid making account. I look at a guy like Andre Roberts, a guy like Jeremy Curley, who could have a chance before I would spend Big time on Devin Hester. Mike, the substance abuse yeah. policy, uh, with all the changes that we've seen to the substance abuse, we're starting to see players coming back. Wes Welker, uh, we're talking about Josh Gordon going from 12 games to 10. And then there's a name of a guy that I like, Stedman Bailey. And he's, he gets a good matchup right out of the gate with the poorest Dallas Cowboy. Your Dallas Cowboy. As a matter of fact, both of you Dallas Cowboy fans, I'll let both of you comment. Stedman Bailey's going to rip you guys. He's going to rip you, and it's in St. Louis. It's on that turf. What do you think about Stedman Bailey with Tavon Austin out? Well, let, let me jump in here real quick, Corey, and then I'll let you go with it. Uh, you know, D- Dallas got a lot of momentum coming from uh, last week. Uh, you know, that was a huge game. That was a real big game. Uh, and the key for Dallas is, honestly, their defense is so bad, you have to continue to give DeMarco Murray the ball. Feed the beast. That way, the defense isn't on the field, and it's it's cut dry and simple. And uh, you know, if, if they can go ahead and do that, the less Dallas's defense is on the field, the better off they're going to be. Stedman Bailey, yeah, I'm not a big buyer on him. Yeah, I think it's, I'm, I I can see the points in the PPR, especially with Austin out, but really haven't liked nothing in that passing game so far this season. So. And then as far as this week, the Dallas Cowboys are going to play keep away. Sit behind that big offensive line. Let DeMarco Murray handle the workload. Dez will get involved also. The more concerning thing is Tony Romo in that back. That's not right. So, yeah, if they run the first team, they'll play keep away. They'll limit St. Louis's opportunities. So, Stephen Bailey is interesting just because of the sheer volume he could get this week. But I'm not a player that's high on my list, but I definitely can see owners going to pick him up throughout the course of the season. He could have some value in the PPR while well, receiver three four. Let's move on, gentlemen. Another player that was bid on tonight was a wide receiver for the Carolina Panthers, Jason Avant. Now, why would somebody bid on Jason Avant this week? What if you're hurting for a wide receiver? And, uh, again, you know, you guys have 30 more minutes for NFFC and FFPC waivers, so maybe these, this information helps you. Maybe it doesn't. Uh, but, look, Jericho Cotri dinged up, may, probably not going to play, right? Kelvin Benjamin, the number one wide receiver, looks pretty fantastic. But they're playing the Pittsburgh Steelers. And if you use the defensive tool that we provide on FF Toolbox for free, as long as you're an FF Toolbox user, you can access these tools right now, it'll tell you that Pittsburgh has been the number one defense for the year so far against number one wide receivers. That's some lockdown play going on right there in the first two weeks. Uh, the, the two matchups are Cleveland and Baltimore, so don't get too carried away. But the uh, wide receiver two position is their 26th in the league right now for that, so they are susceptible to getting beat to the number two. So if Kelvin Benjamin is kind of locked down over here with Pittsburgh, maybe uh, Cam Newton throws to the number two wide receiver, and would that be Jason Avant this week, Corey Parson? Yeah, Jason Devont is in line this week, but this is a game. Which, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, the point total on this game is in the low 40s, either 42 or 43. The line keeps going down. Not a real game where I expect too much offensive action. So 
if I'm looking for a sleeper for this week, I'm going to go to a different situation because, like you said, that 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 game doesn't really bode well for fantasy. Of course, you start your studs, the Antonio Browns, and Le'Veon Bell's, and those guys like of that nature. They're going to get their work, but as far as outside guys getting, it, I mean, we were talking about a game that's going to be 16-13. So I don't think it's enough offense to satisfy any fantasy, um, any good fantasy numbers out of any of those players that are fringe players. Yeah, you know, Corey, the uh, the over and under on this game is 42. And uh, how many times in the last, uh, let's say, five six years has Jason Avant put up decent number? in a week, mm-hmm. say, whether it be with Philly or Washington, and then everybody jumped on his bandwagon, and then what happened three, four weeks after that? Hardly nothing. Right. So, uh, you know, I, I, I don't want no part of him. Better locker room guy than he is a fantasy guy. Yeah. You know, that is that is you guys both mentioned Vegas, and I love that about you guys. You always got that on the tip of your tongue. We have an article every single week but written by Ryan Foley. It's called Fantasy versus Vegas. You got to check it out, Fantasy versus Vegas. It's using Vegas odds, lines, and spreads to get a feel for how the game might pan out. Head on over to Scout Fantasy. You'll see it in the center rail. Uh, the big game on tap, uh, another big game on tap, is the Green Bay Packers at the Detroit Lions, a 53-point total. Uh, it's it's going to be a shootout, Corey. And and look, here here's here one of my buddies, uh, well, IR. He's got a team in the uh, NFFC. He's in that uh, he's in that 20K league, and he's sitting there trying to make a lineup decision. And I'll, and I'll give you the kind of uh, thinking that he puts out. But because of this game. You got Reggie Bush. He's got Kerry Robinson. He's got Zach Stacy. He's got Terrence West, and he's got Darren Sproles. And he's like, man, I got to cut two of these guys this week and put two of them on the bench. And some of the thinking that they talk about is, well, look, Sproles has been the hot hand, but is anybody talking about Sproles for MVP right now? I mean, do we really think it's going to continue every single week? I think most of us expect it to kind of come back to earth a little bit. Same goes for Reggie Bush. First two weeks. Not really much to think of here, but you've nope, got a game, Green Bay at Detroit. Is this a game, and I'll start with you, Mikey, is this a game that you could see Reggie Bush kind of getting back into the flow and getting back to where he, he kind of belongs? You know, I would hope so, uh, but he's got to prove it. He's got to prove it right now. Uh, can he prove it at home against Green Bay when we're sitting here looking at an over and under of uh, 52 and a half, almost 53? Uh, possibly. But uh, I, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm sweating it because I, I've got him on one of my uh, mid-stakes teams. And I'm going to go ahead and start him because I, I feel like that there's going to be enough there to where it can open up for himself. Corey? Everybody's in action. Everybody's in play. And, you know, you, 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 I'm, I'm a guy that has a couple shares of Bush mainly because, you know, it kind of fits into the theory when you draft the wide receiver, the big wide receivers early. Listen, Drake Bell has closed the gap, I'll be honest with you, and I don't want to say Reggie Bush is looking for destiny and for fantasy owners, but this is the game where I think you go ahead and warm up Bush. He's still very dynamic. He can catch the pass and take it to the crib on any play. That offense fits him perfectly. He always plays well against Green Bay, so I would go ahead and roll Bell and Bush out there this week. Interesting guy, though, and I'm going to get you guys to take on it. Could be coming up with waiver wise this week also in a lot of leagues I've seen this. Devonta Adams, and stepping in from into that wide receiver three role in yeah. with Green Bay and he gets a shot in the shootout. You think you guys think he's flex worthy this week? I'll I'll just go ahead and start and, and, and I will echo your sentiments about Joyke Bell. He has led the way in both weeks, having more snaps than Reggie Bush. That's that's pretty telling the yeah. first two weeks, especially in one in the tough game that they had this week and lost. They, that they still counted on Joyke Bell a little bit more. Now, if you look at Wednesday night waivers, you don't have to look very far for the hot name on Wednesday night and all the text messages that I got from some of the best high-stakes okay. players in the world. Devontae Adams, baby, I got my guy. You know, everybody was looking for Devontae Adams. I got that call from several people. And you, you start to ask yourself, well, what did we see? What did we see was that Devontae Adams looks to be the number three guy, and he had more snaps than Jared Boykin. Now, not by much, not by much, 36 offensive snaps to 34, but it, it kind of just had a feeling to me that this is the guy that's ready for the prime time. And if there's an injury to Randall or Jordy, oh, man, this guy is ready for stardom. Mike, what do you think, Devontae Adams? Yeah, you know, I like Devontae Adams a lot. Uh, first off, I'd really, you know, 
it's going to be hard to supplant uh, Randall or Jordy. But like you said, you know, you you have to be ready for that injury. Um, but you know, I still believe Jared Boykins still got to be in the mix. I mean, he really does. So uh, you know, I know they're looking at Devontae, but I, Jared Boykin is still he he can be electrifying. So I wouldn't I wouldn't sleep on that guy at all. Not ready to not ready to sleep on Boykin. What about you, Zach? Oh, Boykin. Boy, I don't want to say he's a ham sandwich. He is quite pedestrian, though. And I think Adams. I, I think I, I think I, I think Adams is is a guy that can come in there, and like you said, he's already starting to earn more snaps with him. So, Mike, you got you you must you 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 sound like you have Boykin on a few teams, Mike. Is that the case? I do. I, I do. Yeah. I, I, I do for sure. You got you, you so, got Boykin. Okay, so you, you got Boykin. I got yeah. I got Boykin on a couple teams. Yeah, you see, and I'm. I mean, I'm saying you guys are showing bias, but you know, I don't own Boykin's no way. Maybe that's why I'm not into him. But I think this is Adam's show right now. I really, I really do. We've seen Boykin do some nice things last season, but he just seems like he's more on the floor of the game. He seems like. The moment is not too big for him. It looks like the offensive, you know, the offensive coaches in Green Bay trust him right now. But yeah, trying to pick which one of those guys go off every week, it's going to be hard. very difficult. It's going to yep. be hard, yeah. It's going to be hard. It, it spells yeah. good things for Rodgers' owners, I think. I, I think that's one thing that, that, that's a definite yeah. takeaway. He's going to have some big, big games, and that second half of the Jets game was absolutely incredible. One of the best quarterback played uh, second half I've seen all year in this short season. But I had some love for Boykin just because – and look, this is kind of where you, if you play Dynasty and redraft, you always want to temper your expectations when it comes time for redraft because I was in love with Devontae Adams in, in Dynasty. But you never want to think that – you know, it's, it's very hard to predict those wide receiver one-year breakouts, right? So it's almost like that tempered enthusiasm you have. You know, I, I just don't want to be overselling my Dynasty love for the guy. And so I said Boykin's there. And so I snagged Boykin as many times as I could get him. Uh, you know, in that 11th, 12th round range because, you know, a Jordy or Cobb injury away from being a super stud. The way, the, yeah. the, the, kind of the way I look at uh, Green Bay's offense is uh, very similar to the way I look at uh, New England's offense. Uh, you know, it could be a different guy in a different day. You know, and uh, obviously it's been Jordy uh, because he's he's that good. Uh, but, uh, you know, I could see somebody else just popping in there and uh, – you know, going uh, six for uh, one twenty with two touchdowns with yeah. no problem. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. You know, but you're you're a, you're a Cobb guy. You're a Kentucky guy. Look, Code Cracker in the chat room. Uh, the, some of the comments in the chat room. He says, with no tight end, the Green Bay number three is worthy. Boykin is outside only, and Adams can play the slot. Uh, Boykin is a, just another guy in a great scenario, and I agree. Let's let's move on. Denver Broncos against the Seattle Seahawks. It's another game we got to talk about, fellas. The Broncos at the Seahawks. 48-and-a-half point total, right, Mike? Is it still 48-and-a-half, or where, where's it at? 48-and-a-half. Uh, uh, Seattle minus 4-and-a-half, 48-and-a-half. Yeah. Corey, th- is this the same game we saw last year where the Bronco offense could just get completely wiped out? I mean, I know Welker's back. That that should get things interesting. The Hawks are still expected to win the Packers, you know, from the previous week, they were expected to do pretty well in Seattle, and, and, and they didn't do so well in week one. Uh, Phillip Rivers looked pretty darn good and impressive, uh, especially Antonio Gates and the way he played. What do you make of this game, and what about, I mean, fantasy-wise, look, we're starting everybody. Um, what, what do you make of this game? Interested in this one, really. Um, I, I like Russell Wilson a lot in this game. And I, I also yeah. think that, you know, he's the guy that comes up. He's the guy that comes up big and, you know, puts up some nice fantasy numbers. And, of course, the Seahawks ground and pound attack with the run. And, you know, the way Wilson spreads it around, I think he has a good shot to have a good game. Interesting thing in this game, though, is now that we get an active West Welker, I mean, fantasy owners that took the gamble on Emmanuel Sanders, even when he pulled him up the board to the fourth round, you know, right now he's competing and playing above that ADP that he jumped to late in draft season. Well, now Wes Welker returns, and, you know, what do you expect? What, what can owners expect from Emmanuel Sanders now? I still roll Emmanuel Sanders out there with confidence. I don't think Welker's really going to be that much of a factor. It could be on the snap count this week. So, interesting in this game to see what the Broncos do on offense as far as how they mix up the snaps between Wes Welker and Emmanuel Sanders. But 
so far, Ferris Jones is getting a lot of good production from Sanders, so I hope he continues to get that. Also, as far as the rest of the Broncos offense goes, you know, I don't, I'm not really, I haven't really seen what, what I'm supposed to be seeing out of Monte Ball. I've heard a lot of fantasy experts mm. say, oh, this is the year of Monte Ball. This is the year of Monte Ball. He kind of, kind of looked that impressive to me so far, but you still start to start. Julius Thomas, I'll throw him out there in DraftKings, you know what I mean, so far this season. The tight end position, well, you're not so far this season, but you saw the tight end position did for the Seahawks last week. So I look for a situation where Julius Thomas gets his numbers. And, of course, the big guys like the Mariners, you start to studs anyway. But I see Julius and, um, and Russell Wilson coming out of this game as the top fantasy guys. But I also look at a situation where I want to see what Emmanuel Sanders does now that Wes Welker's back in the mix. Uh, Mike, I've got questions for you on this yeah. game, and especially as a fan. But I want to ask the exec first. You said you loved Russell Wilson. I want to know how much you love Russell Wilson and the fans do at home. So here we go. Wilson or Cutler? Cutler I mean, at Jay New York. Cutler, Jay, well, cut Jay Cutler at New York. I mean, the Jets secondary is pitiful. He's got that big. Yeah. He got those big targets. Both of them should be in action this week. So no, you got to play. You got to play Cutler all the time. But I, I do think Russell Wilson puts up a nice game. Okay, Wilson or Brady? I think I would start Wilson over Brady. Even against Oakland? Even against Oakland? Uh. Even against Oakland, I think we probably get into some of that talk about that game a little bit later on when we talk about the mailbag piece, but. This is a this is a run the football week for the New England Patriots. All right, finally, Wilson or Nick Foles against Washington. I tell you what, that thing is going to be pretty exciting. Um, you know, to see those to see those two teams hook up. I think um, oh, Foles they just run the football so, and the Seahawks do too. I think the Hawks may have a little bit more. I think the Hawks may do a little bit more on offense. So I'll go ahead and I'm gonna go with I'm gonna take Russell Wilson. I think Russell. Is a nice play this week. I wouldn't play him this on this game, but I think he's a nice play this week. <laughs> I don't know. This game, this Denver Seattle game is going to be really interesting. You know, I love hearing the quarterbacks and who we're going to start. And Seattle, I think they're vulnerable right now. Just based on, you know, you hate to take it week by week, but. Right. Denver's defense has really never been able to show themselves. They improved so much over the course of the off season, and I really think their defense is going to uh, step up in a big way. I, I think Denver is going to win the game outright. I, I mean, I really do. And the guys that are going to be uh, the big players are the guys that Corey just talked about. You know, your wide receivers, uh, your tight end, and uh, it it will be interesting. For a Emmanuel Sanders owner like I am in a couple of different leagues, to see how he fits in now with Welker, so but he'll be fine. Uh, you know, he'll I, be fine. He's a yeah. big, he's a big play guy. That's what I think. Is there you know everybody's talk, I paid for Peyton Manning at DraftKings last week and I didn't get rewarded for it. Usually, if you're paying for Peyton, you're hoping for number one blowout, five six touchdown performance. I should have went Aaron Rodgers. That was the Tommy G play, and I went against Tommy G and went with Peyton, and then I got burned. And then you know, so that's what that's why Tommy is who Tommy is. Uh, let's move to the executive mailbag, uh, Corey. Uh, we had a, a question from Jesse from Queens. He says, "I'm in a PPR league with Shane Vereen and Kerry Robinson on the roster. After last week with Ridley getting 25 touches, should he start Robinson over Vereen this week?" Jesse from Queens. Yeah, you know what? I love Shane Marine, and I got a ton of shares of Shane Marine, but if I got a share of Shane Marine in a situation where I have Robinson on that team, I'm going to start Robinson, and, and you know what? This is this is the, this is a new era of fantasy football playing, fantasy football analysis. When you look at that, when you look at that Vegas line, that thing tells you straight up and down that New England Patriots are expected to blow the doors off Minnesota this weekend. And a game like that, excuse, blow the doors off of um. But uh, who are they playing again? I'm sorry. It's just my mind right now. Uh, the, the Raiders. Yeah, the Patriots. The Patriots play the Raiders. Oh, oh, New England's playing the Raiders, yeah. Yeah, so and traveling across country, 1 o'clock start, a pitiful team like the Oakland Raiders, not really going to need too much offensive firepower. Listen, the long flip, it's always, it's always, 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 every Sunday when you're trying to get inside the mind of Bill Belichick and see what running backs he's going to play, you're really doing yourself a disservice. But for this week right here, you saw him get a 25 touches in a blowout last week. I can see another big-time performance from Stephen Ridley this week. Not a week where they got to rely on the passing game because they should more or less blow the doors off Oakland. So 
I'm actually going to put Shane Marine. I don't want to say on the bench. You never know what the situation might be. I still think he's a viable start because of what he can do and how they use him in the red zone. But this could be another Stephen Ridley game right here. So cross your fingers, throw Ridley, you know, cross your fingers, throw Ridley out there. But I still, um, I, you know, as a starter this week, well, not the starter, that's all be two a flex option. But um, as far as Shane Marine, I'm putting him on the bench, and I would start Kyrie Robinson over him because same situation. Got the Saints, Mike, Mike, yeah. But 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 you nailed it. Vereen is he's a fancy stud when Belichick lets him be one, right? Last week, not only did Stephen Ridley double his snap count, but Brandon Bolden had three more offensive snaps than Shane Vereen. It's it's atrocious when when I see something like that. And I, I will tell you right now, and then Mike, I'll turn it over to you. But Ian Ritchie, one of the best fantasy players in the world, loves him some Kerry Robinson this week, and he says, I guarantee he gets in the gets in the red zone. I guarantee he gets yeah. in the red zone. So when I have one of the best fantasy players in the world telling me Kerry Robinson with New Orleans just going to be angry in this game that they lost the way they did in those first two and their home opener against Minnesota with all the drama that they have going on, I'm willing to bet that he's right about Kerry Robinson, and Kerry might just get himself in the end zone more than once. Well, you know, I, I think he will if they get to the red zone. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. they got to get Whoa. to the red zone first. Whoa! Yeah, wait a minute. You start you start drinking early tonight? No, no, I'm being serious. I mean, wh- wh- how are they going to get there? Well, I mean, so you know, like Jimmy Graham. For, Jimmy they're Graham. They aren't even going to. Yeah, you're looking for you looking for the forty yard touchdown pass to Jimmy Graham. Just five passes, <laughs> red zone all together for the same. <laughs> that, that, I mean, no, I mean, what, what I'm saying is, you know, once they get there, uh, it's it's. It's going to be a no-brainer for them to go elsewhere. Uh, I, I, you know, I think uh, Kerry Robinson could be a guy that you know they could score, but uh, I don't, uh, I don't see it happening this week. Uh, they just drop back and pass. It's going to be throwing, throwing. Okay, uh, exactly. Let, let, let's talk about that. When, when, when fantasy owners are looking and they see that uh, that, that that Colston put up the kind of game that he had, ooh, um, that was awful. 41 total snaps. I don't know if he saw a target. And then Brandon Cook's getting 58 total snaps. It looks like the changing to the guard didn't take too long for Brandon Cooks. Well, I tell you what, he stepped in right, he stepped in right, right in there, and it looks like he's becoming a prime target inside that offense. But I want to see what they do with Kenny Stills. Listen, Kenny Stills was in that system last year. He comes back as a veteran dealing with the quad early in the season. Once he gets warmed up, it's going to be interesting to see the way they go. Mr. Colson's still a stud. Roll him out there. No, I don't think he's a stud. I think he's a wide receiver three. But if you have him and you're playing him as a wide receiver three, that's what I would play him at. If you got him as a two, I'm just whatever. Bottom line is, you know, if he's on your team, I would roll him out there this week because I do think he bounces back. This is a game where they're going to have some offense in this game. Like you said, you got a fired up, you got a fired up Saints team going down there to that dome for the first time this season, winless. Not only that, yeah. This is Kyrie Robinson, a pair of touchdowns, and this is a bounce-back game for Colston. Yeah, they're, they're not – you know, I don't think they're going to be running the ball hardly any at all. But uh, in this game uh, – well, as a matter of fact, I got a quick question for you, Corey and Scott. Uh, I've got uh, – I got. I need to start one out of these four, and that includes uh, Brandon Cooks. Here we go. Uh, he had, he had here we it, go. He had, had to get his question in. Here we go. Go ahead, Corey. Help him out. I, I got to. Real quick, uh, I got to start one out of these four. Brandon Cooks, DeAndre Hopkins, Terrence West, or Zach Stacy. Hmm, that's interesting. Interesting. Remember I did it in the PPR, right? PPR, absolutely. Uh, Cooks, Hopkins, West, or Stacy. Yeah. In the PPR, Cooks is very intriguing. I think that I think that call is really between Brandon Cooks and DeAndre Hopkins. Listen, I don't hold no share to DeAndre Hopkins. I'm starting to get a little upset about that now. Uh, it looks like Ryan Fitzpatrick is using him. They're using him to score touchdowns also. I think I would give the slight edge to Cooks because of what he can do in the PPR in a game that should be a shootout down there. So I would go ahead and slide Cooks in the lineup. But that's a close call between Cooks and Hopkins. Not really on Terrence West this weekend. I understand why teams do got to play him. He's going to get the share volume. And Zach Stacey's a guy that, you know, I think the Cowboys defense may be a little bit better than people think. Yeah, hey, well, so I'm just going to say that. I, I want to know. I mean, we've, we've seen uh-huh. Dallas take on uh, two teams so far, 
Uh, we saw him take on San Fran, and we saw him take on Tennessee. But their the run defense has been pretty pretty respectable. I mean, respectable. So, but this is at St. Louis. Uh, you know, I would think they would. I would expect them to lean on Zach Stacy a little bit this game. So I'm not so sure I could bench Zach Stacy until I see a little bit more of Dallas defense. I went ahead with uh, Hopkins. You did. You, you, you went with Nuke. Okay. Yeah. So hey, far, you know I, got, I, can't, I got Hopkins. I can't fault you for that. Uh, they're playing the G-men, so you know we we know what's going to happen there. They're, the G-men are going to get thrown all over the place. Uh, let's talk about Bernard Pierce in Baltimore, just because we have to. Uh, with when, you know with Ray Rice being out, Bernard Pierce should get the snaps. But then you look at the in, the information that we're getting on the thigh, practiced on a limited basis, so it's very questionable whether or not he'll even suit up. And if he doesn't. Owners are back to maybe th- thinking about Justin Forsett. I mean, and when he gets the chance, I mean, he didn't get many chances the last time uh, in week two against Pittsburgh. But the week prior to that, he looked pretty darn good against Cincinnati, and that's a and that's a tough squad. So, uh, Justin Forsett, you're not you – know, you ready to give up on him? Or if, if Pierce sits, you, you putting Forsett in your lineup, exact? If Pierce does sit, I guess, like you said, just because of the volume that he'll get, it's going to be a tough AFC North game, though. So there won't be some running the football. He can also give you some work in the PPR. So, yeah, I could see you starting him if Pierce sits. Um, I'm not, you know, there's probably a lot of other guys I would I would put him on, you know, I would put Forsett on the bench for besides him, you know, if I don't have to start him. But if you're in a situation where you need to start him and you've got yourself tied to that Baltimore Ravens running game, you, you know, to the gamble on Rice in the fifth or sixth round and you went and backed him up with Pierce and you had to run spin that big fab on Forsett, yeah, you might as well play him. All right, let's let's move on, guys. We're re- we're really close to the end of the show. Uh, Jamal Charles, do you think he suits up? Yes or no, exec? Yeah, and you know what? That's gonna be that's an interesting call. He didn't look high ankle sprain. You know, he didn't look like he had a high ankle sprain coming off the field. I mean, people leave the field with a high ankle sprain. They're normally limping. What I'm hearing is the mild high ankle sprain didn't get stretched out too bad. So there's a chance that he could very well play this week. I heard a call. You know, I had a doctor tell me earlier this week on Monday that he think it's a good chance Jamal Charles does play this week and he's showing right back in practice after we blew our whole budget, fab budget on Al Davis. But if he does play, he could very well be on the snap count, could be limited. If he does play, I would go ahead and start him, but I would cross my fingers. But if he's out, fire up now, Davis. Boy, if you didn't get Nile Davis in, as a Charles owner, you are so screwed. He was a must-cuff. He was one of our must-cuffs that we talked about. Mike, go ahead. Yeah, I, you know, either either he plays and he's not on a snap count, or he doesn't play at all. In my opinion, uh, so you know, if he if he's, cause, you're, you're starting him though, right? If if he plays and, and he gets the word on one o'clock and it says he's in the game, you're you're putting him in or no? You got to, you got to, you got to. He will not be on a snap count, and that means he's full board, ready to go. Uh, so yeah, yeah. If they say yes, he's going, he's playing. Then you know, I got to play him. Uh, if not, then obviously, then he's not going to play. <laughs> Are you guys starting? Uh, I look I, very, very likely. If you listen to this show, you probably don't have Chris Johnson on your team, but the, but some owners do. <laughs> he gets a matchup against Chicago, and if we've learned anything about watching Chicago play, and what what San Francisco should have done was run the ball down their throat, and they didn't. They lost it to the arm of Colin Kaepernick. But you got Sean Green. I mean, you got uh, Chris Johnson playing against, uh, you know, playing against the Chicago Bear team. It seems like a good matchup for him. So I, I, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't dis, uh, discount somebody from starting him. Exec, we're gonna have to get your mailbag column. Look, look for this article on Saturday on ScoutFantasy.com. The Executive's Fantasy Mailbag. Make sure you guys check it out. Exec, we will be listening to your show on Wednesday night for the Fabra, my man. Welcome to Scout, brother. Thank you, thank you very much. Glad to be a part of the family. I already felt like the family. I already told Michael Trent a couple months ago you can be my best man at my wedding. So you go ahead and get your, get your. I'll send the invitations out once I find a young lady, Mike. So, but no, but thanks uh, a lot, fellas. And, you know, awesome. Get ready Good to talking enjoy to you, Corey. Everybody get some wins this weekend. Good All talking right, to you, brother. All right, Mikey Trent. Good luck in your leagues. You're gonna need it, my man. This is Red versus Blue. Everybody, FFWC, Rota Bowl. Good luck this weekend. You've been listening to Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. With your hosts, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Please join us next time.